Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to A Real Creature Feature. My name is Mac. I'm Mike. And I'm Dean. And today, Dean, yeah. um, when will you get that thing that I told you? Like, when are you going to do it? That thing? Yeah, that thing. That thing I told you to do. He's setting you oh, up, Dean. There's, there's, a, there's an equivalence that I could... Ah! You're calling the kettle black. I will, I will, I will murder both. <laughs> it will be, it will be a long and painful death. So, Mike, what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, maybe nothing. Wait, I think we're done with this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it when pigs fly. Oh, hey! Oh. So yeah, we are going to talk about the saying "one pig fly," not the mythical creature. Yeah. Though I, oh, I was going to look this up earlier and I didn't because I took a nap instead. Um, How dare you, sir? Are we an are we an entom are we an etymology podcast? No, no, no. I wasn't thinking about what like what it is. I was thinking about more of a were there actual mythical creatures that were flying pigs, and I'm pretty sure there were. I believe that there were. Uh, flying pig. Oh, that is warriors of myth. Giant flying boar. That's awesome. Oh, that's in Greek mythology. Yes. It's the I can't pronounce that word. Kaiseor. Or Chrysler, Chrysler. Let's see. Let's hang on. Oh, this is even better now that I've actually seen what we're looking at. Let me see oh, yeah. now. Chrysler, Chrysler. Yeah. Yeah, which is a flying boar. Nice. Yeah. Not just any flying boar. A winged flight boar. Nah, the offspring of a gorgon. Great. Yay! You gotta love that. How? How does that? Whatever. Does not matter. No. Weave. We know a thing now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going to talk about that. So basically like how everything, a lot of things I do is I just look at, let's talk about pigs. Pigs. So domestic pig, member of the genus Sus, which I thought was pretty cool. A mongoose? No, S-U-S. Sus! Yeah. A mongoose! Yeah. Oh, oh, a mong Okay, I thought you were saying mongoose. So. No, a mongoose. Okay, good. Is an ar ar omnivorous, domesticated, even-toed, hoofed mammal. So it's an evotoed. So wait, did you say nematode? Even-toed. It's got two toes. Yeah, I probably did mush my mouth a little bit too much. Um, so the wild poor, thus scrofo, scrofa, uh, uh, can take advantage of any forage resources therefore they can live in virtually any productive habitat uh, that can provide enough water to sustain large mammals such as pigs ah that's what they are uh, if there is increased foraging of wild boars in certain areas they can cause nutritional uh store shortage which can cause a uh, pig population to decrease so they can eat themselves out basically gross yeah 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a better way. They can eat themselves. Eat. Eat. They can overtax the resources in their environment. They can eat themselves out of literal house and home. Yes. Uh, the pig population will most likely rise due to the pigs naturally increasing production rate. Okay, pigs are these are different things that I took from different uh, wikis because this one's actually about the genus sus. Yeah. Pigs are carnivorous, which means they consume both plants and animals. In the wild, they are foraging animals, primarily eating leaves, roots, fruits, flowers, in addition to some insects, fish. Oh, and fish. Uh, they will also straight up eat meat. Yeah, they will. Especially if they find it. And another one of their favorite diets are drunk men who sneak into the pig pen and pass out. Uh, but as livestock, um, pigs are fed mostly corn and soy milk. Soy mill. No, soy meal. I can't say words. Uh, with a mixture of vitamins, minerals, and uh, traditionally, they were raised on dairy farms and called mortgage lifters uh, due to their ability to use the excess, yeah, uh, the excess milk and away from cheese and butter, making a combined combined with pasture. I feel like all those none of those words. Could make you sense. Uh, can you uh, can you put that up or even share your screen? Maybe I can try and take a crack at that. See if it's yeah. just bad right. See if it's just bad writing or. <laughs> Bad reading. Yeah. I'm always. Traditionally, they were raised on dairy farms and called mortgage lifters due to their ability to use the excess milk and whey from cheese and butter making combined with pasture. The idea is like on dairy farms, because you have all these excess things like excess milk and whey when you're making cheese, pigs will eat just about anything. So that combined with them being out to pasture, they will then, you know, so you're not having much waste. Okay. And you don't have to cut the grass, which is a thing that happened when we raised bison. Um, They had a huge pasture. The grass was never more than a quarter inch high at any given time. Yeah. They just ate their way through that entire pasture. Nice. Uh, So this, uh, I found this one particular uh, YouTube channel. It's called um, Tier Zoo. So like a tier system. And basically how he's approaching, how this dude was approaching, like, all the animals that he was talking about, as if it was from an RPG. Oh. So it was, like, uh, at points they were, like, talking about the evolution of pigs. And he was, like, so the earlier ver- the earlier version of pigs were, like, uh, were actually very beefy and they were kind of more, like, predators. And they could down um, smaller animals with their sharp teeth because they didn't have the uh, tusk update yet. And but um, then the developers add the Ice Age RP, uh, DLC, and that kind of nerfed them. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, that was actually pretty. That was pretty enjoyable how he approached it. But yeah, talking about the evolution of pigs and like boars, how they can't come from uh, because pigs are boars. Yeah, they are. exact same thing as like how wolves and dogs are connected. It's the same as uh, pigs and boars. Uh, but unlike um, dogs. Pigs have a really weird ability to, um, when they become feral, to turn back into boars. Oh, this I know. Texas and... Oh, no, no. It's not just Texas. It's the South. But I I know more about the Texas situation, because that's what I've seen. Um, I, I'm Mike Rowe might have done a Dirty Jobs, where he went boar hunting. Yeah. Mike Seaman has witnessed it. 
because we've gone wild boar hunting in Texas. Yeah. If you see a map of like boars in America, it's most of America. Yeah. Yeah. Because a domesticated pig just it doesn't take more than a few months for them to go from being those cute little pink guys to being boars again. Yeah. It's crazy. Because this is like I said, this isn't an example of, oh, yeah, we just took this boar from the wild and then we raised it and it was fine. No, 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 no. This is a domesticated pig that has been domesticated for thousands of years, mm -hmm. turning back on all that stuff. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. Pigs are buck wild and I love them for it. Oh, yeah. Mommy, I saw him do a wee. <laughs> We were reading. Uh, I was listening to the Hog Father, and oh. there's a running gag in the book that um, Death playing the Hog Father to keep the belief alive breaks it like breaks into a toy store and replaces their fake Hog Father, and so he has instead of having the traditional cute pink like pigs that are now more modern for the disc world, they're the real genuine like super aggressive boars and very real instead of the fake ones at the store. So the kids, every kid who, who sits on the hog father's lap says, I saw your pigs. I saw him do a wee. <laughs> it, because he talks about one scene. They, he references one scene where the pigs, when they come in, relieve themselves. And it's like a torrent going down the stairs of this, uh macy's mall stairs yeah. it is amazing it, but pigs yeah. are also it's they're very intelligent they are i think like near chimpanzee level intelligence and like um uh like above above dog intelligence and it just makes me sad because they're tasty in so much of our nature it's about what they could do because like the wolf stayed near the idea is that they stayed near settlements and then learn to become useful to us for the hunt. If the boar had learned to become useful for the hunt, be a whole different story, I think. Which a lot of them actually are very useful for hunting truffles. They have a very good sense of smell. Mm -hmm. And they're good at digging. Yeah, which uh, it was actually really interesting because the um, the tier zoo guy, he was talking about uh, hooves. And he was like, so pigs and wa uh, boars and... Um, what was Timon? No, what was Pumbaa? Pumbaa was a warthog. Warthog. I couldn't remember the word. Yep. Uh, warthog. Uh, um, they like they have hooves. And he was like, yeah, they're really good at like, you know, for certain terrains, and everything else. But they're not good. But they're not good for like sand and on ice. And also hooves actually aren't all that good for digging because they're kind of narrow and everything else. Yeah. But they made up for it because a lot of times how they sh uh, shovel things is yep. with their noses. Yep. This is also uh something because we dad's hobby farm had pigs uh we ended up one year um we had we had short we had made their pasture much smaller because we only had about five or six of them so we cut the pasture in half and then let them also roam in what was a concrete cow yard and in the concrete yard they had basically chewed through the concrete and then dug out a wallowing hole to the point, like, they're like mini engineers. They dug it out so that they would have the concrete over it would still give them shade while they were sitting in the wallowing hole. And I'm just like, you're insane. How are you? Like, we're going to eat you. <laughs> and they're like, meh. 
yeah. this is this is something that I, I I thought of years ago. I'm like I'm pretty sure other people have come up with it, but it was this um, notion of uh, evolution because it, it was this idea of um, you came up with evolution. Wow, good for you. Uh, no, it was um, move over, Darwin. Yeah, Woo! good job. Woo! Um, no, no, no. It was the fact of like you know one of the main purposes of like an animal or anything else is the proliferation of their gene. Yeah, yeah, so, they are. Uh, and then it was this idea of are did we domesticate them or did they domesticate us? Who saved who? But so the idea that I was thinking about was like if you think about it, pigs. Pigs, cows, horses, like all these domesticated animals are way better off in many aspects than they would be in the wild. In the wild, you have a predator and you can maybe live so long. But in the sense of like humans, we raise these animals to a point and then, yeah, we kill them, but we don't do it in a malicious way. No. And they are spreading their genes. They are uh, having offspring. They are able to do all this stuff. And then they die fairly kindly by comparison because i'm like if you ever watched a large cat kill something it's horrible i would never want to die like that having them the like because it takes a while to bleed out no matter what even if you have uh your jugular slit and i was just because i was thinking about that because i'm like there were probably like a hundred thousand years ago there probably weren't as many cows as there are now so they are very successful because they tasted good and then they were uh, able to be domesticated as compared to all the other animals that just didn't pass our weird criterias. And same thing with pigs, same thing with corn, same thing with all these other things. And uh, once again, this is just these are just idle thoughts that popped in my head. I'm not going to say this is what happened or anything like that. I just it was a way of like, you know, Chuck's position. Yeah. And also you have to justify why I eat pigs because yeah, they I made do. me do it. Yeah. Did you eat them? They were. I mean, they were you don't have to. That's almost like the cow from the restaurant at the end of the universe coming up to you and being like, "Hey, try my flank steak." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you though. I like for me. I I am this person. I know the difference between like people who talk about like I couldn't eat you know this certain thing because they're just so cute. So I'm like, well, unfortunately for the ugly animals, they're going to be baseball gloves then, I guess. But yeah, but for me, it's that thing of I see the difference. And as Monster says, this might make me I see the difference between my food, my food animal and my pet animal. Like like me and my pet pig. I would never eat my pet pig. I love my pet pig, but we would certainly share a plate of bacon given the opportunity. That's messed up. Pigs will cannibalize if they want, if they need to. Yeah. Um. So this was always my philosophy with it. Uh. So there is a billboard. There's a famous billboard that PETA put up, and they're like, "Where do you cr- uh, draw the line for food and not food?" And uh, it's one of those things that I I say, it's a sliding scale. Yeah. If I don't have any need of food, then yeah, I'm like, okay, it, there's gonna be less and less animals on one side. But if I'm hungry and it's there, that's scale is going to be moving over to the point of did you never watch the movie alive yeah are you telling me if it was a life or death situation you wouldn't eat human no 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 they would be the eaten mm-hmm. exactly all right so pigs pigs smarter than us so here's the thing about uh when pigs fly 
and why this one is actually going to be Jurassic. They aren't going to look like flying pigs if they ever evolved like that. So this is still taking p- part on our hexagon hexapod planet. So alternative evolution on a very similar planet, basically. Uh, so pigs are known for digging and rooting and being fat because they store a lot of that the food in their fat. Mm-hmm. Also, I learned this. Uh, so pigs, or depending on the species, can be bit by snakes and be fine. Wow. Oh, so they're like honey badgers? Yes, because honey badgers are also not immune to venom. But honey unlike honey badgers, don't care. Yeah, honey, honey badgers. badgers don't but care unlike honey badgers, the reason why this is working is because they have a layer of fat that is basically like armor, and it so the teeth can't like really jab into and put the um venom in the bloodstream. Wow. Hey, I was just like, oh, that's neat. So you're saying as long as the snake bites me in the stomach, I'm fine? No, actually, it might be somewhat like that. Or like it will help delay the effects. Depend, But also our fat is all uh, human fat is more uh, vascular. Oh, man. I had to just say that. How dare you call me vascular? Sorry. I, I accept your apology. How dare you have veins? <laughs> but then, yeah, think about like the aerodynamics of a pig. What do you mean? Seems like they would fly so gracefully. Yeah, they're not the most elegant of creatures. Yeah, they're kind of uh, the guy on the tier zoo thing. He was like talking about like uh, in like RPGs that being the tank. Yeah, they're not really a tank. Yeah, but they are kind of like a tank light. Yeah, because uh, they are very intelligent. They're very stocky and they can be very fast. So they're the Bradley. So they're the Bradley fighting vehicle. of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And uh, so it's like, now think about a tank with wings. How well do you think that's going to work out? I mean, as well as an eagle piloting a blimp. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like their evolution, evolutionary line is drastically opposed to the ability to fly. But I was thinking about this. One of the advantages that that body shape does have compared to like a lot of the things that we're probably going to eventually be covering is um their leg size they don't have giant stocky legs nope they kind of yeah just like they're kind of just underneath them and they can they move move real fast yeah so the amount of muscle that it would take to also have wings could be because we also talked about this with the wyvern episodes is that you know you need muscles to be able to move those to do anything with them or you could just make it like that they're for gliding purpose there's that too uh, so I guess like it would be easiest to have pigs that could glide. Yep. But why? What would, like how would that be very helpful? Because I'm like gliding isn't the most advantageous to get away from predators unless you're jumping off a cliff. Ooh, yeah, wingsuits, wingsuits, squirrels. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, when all the other arboreal creatures that can glide, they are getting away. They could be getting away from predators that are on in a tree. Yeah. So that's what they're escaping from, or they're trying to go from tree to tree. So that isn't going to be working all that well, unless we have an arboreal pig. So a tree pig. Tree pigs. Yeah. Oh, so the myth wasn't actually about three pigs. It was about a tree pig getting away from a wolf. Tree pig. Tree. Well, no, it would be a. It would also be have to be like a tree wolf. Ooh, tree wolf. Uh, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, this so this particular creature that we're talking about probably wouldn't have to have a shovel face because why would it? It yeah. wouldn't have echolocation. 
that no, I'm just gonna say no because that doesn't bats make any have sense. bats have those noses. Yeah, yeah, but those noses aren't used for shovels. Yeah, that's how they get the blood out of the side. You cut it with your tongue and then you press with your nose to encourage the blood flow. Three species oh. of vampire bats. Only three. There are other species of bats with those noses that aren't. Yeah, and look at what's happening. And look at what's happening to them. They're the getting very... white stuff on their noses because yeah. they don't hibernate properly. Yeah, they're getting white nose syndrome. Oh, poor little guys. They. Uh... But so, uh, so yeah, the pig. One, our flying pig would not look all that pig-like. It might have like a piggy little nose where it's like you know that flat nose, but it probably wouldn't look all that pig-like because. It couldn't, because why would it be in a tree if it was fat? <laughs> yeah, it would have to. It, it would be more lithe, probably. Yeah. What if it's what if what if it could basically store things inside pouches like a chipmunk with cheek pouches? So basically kind of like a weird marsupial for food. Yeah, baby. Food yeah. marsupial. Mm, which would be interesting because then that would be pretty advantageous because when a lot of marsupials are being attacked, they throw their babies. Yeah, baby tossing. It's you or me, kid, and it's going to be me. Only problem with that idea is then then our pig, flying pig, has hands. I'm saying, if, if, if you have a pouch like that, because, like, you know, think about a squirrel. Squirrels have, like, grippy hands. Give them feeners. Because they don't really have thumbs, yeah. but uh, they have grippy paws. As Quiet. That's why its curly tail has grown long and become prehensile. Wow, we are really going. That's a good one. I like this. I like where we're getting here. It's a grippy tail. Grippy tail. We're we're making some winners here today. <laughs> really grippy tail. Uh, it is arboreal, so it I, needs that's what something. I was about to say. It would be also very advantageous in an arboreal environment because it would help with balance and everything. Are we else. turning it into a flying possum? Kind of. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Because that's the only way it would make any sense. Like I said, you're not going to... Slapping wings on a pig won't do anything. Ah. All, nah. are you, all you're going to do is they give it an infection. They could be a particular branch that evolved on an island, so their, their, uh, their wings have actually been like a kiwi or dodo's wings. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, that they're vestigial wings. Yeah. Yes. But then they couldn't fly. And the whole purpose of this is to fly. Well, those also have explosive diarrhea. When see, now this is why the saying is when pigs fly, because they're because their wings no longer work. Yeah. And yeah, in this world that we're also created, yeah, it established that it's like, oh, when pigs fly because they don't do it anymore. Or it's a it takes them a lot or it takes a lot of work or something like that. And that's if they look pig-like on that planet, not our weird, long-tailed, pocket-having, hand-having pig. Really, when you think about it, what makes a pig a pig? Same thing that whatever makes a human a human? A scientist declared it so? Yes, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's really it. Because it's also like the argument, what makes a mammal a mammal? Yeah. Somebody said it is. Uh, it's, an it's an arbitrary name that someone pig picked. Yeah. Now you can say uh, it's because or because it fit in a particular family line. So that's what makes a pig a pig. Because it was like, if you raise the pig like you raise the dog, would that pig act like a pig or would it act like a dog? 
Well, that's a tough question there, my friend, because I, I feel like it depends on it depends on whether or not I can litter box train my dog. Oh, I don't know if they because that's the thing is how much is instinct instinctual and how much is something that can be taught because a lot of cats have that kind of instinct to bury their stuff. So it will be able to adapt to that. But if it is a particular smart animal, then maybe that won't matter and they will just be able to no matter what. Because it's the same. It, that's where the whole nature nurture thing really comes into play. Because uh, it was, I, I thought I've I've thought about this for a very long time. Um, so like the difference between because people are like, oh, dogs are better. Oh, cats are better. Or dogs are smarter. Or cats are smarter. And I feel like cats have are more in tune with their instincts. Yeah. Than dogs. The only reason why I say that is because if you look at a cat. And then you compare it to a large cat, a lot of their behavior looks very similar. Yeah. Now, that is true also for how um, dogs and wolves, there are very similar behaviors too. But also, dogs and wolves are more pack oriented. So they have abilities to raise pack, uh, raise a young in a particular way. So it's like they can teach because they have that ability to, or they have the um, structure in their. Yeah families but, so it's it, it is so it's really the idea of the cat has instinct the dog has the ability to learn yeah now that's just only in my brain how it happens because i'm like you can also train cats to to do a lot of things but is it easier or harder to do it to a cat it's well from what i've heard from owners it's harder you you've really got to work on you've you've got to know what the cat wants to make it happen dogs are pretty easy going when it comes to training if you give them the the right motivation is usually, you know, positive reinforcement, either through food or, you know, through the just through positive reinforcement. And uh, so and that's the thing is there is a difference in in difference is in intelligence. Just because something is able to learn something doesn't mean another thing is dumb because it can't because that's just not how it's wired. So if a dog is able to do something and that's how they also were like. Uh, are judging the educate uh, the um, intelligence of certain animals. It's like, oh, dogs are intelligent because it can do this. But then, because uh, it was like dogs only have to learn something like be taught something like five times before they can learn it. But then, yeah. if you compare it to a human, it takes it's a lot harder to train a human than a dog. But what we're training a human to do is a lot more difficult. Now, supposedly, I mean, Einstein said, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life believing it's stupid. Yep. Yeah. It's everything has its purpose. Everything is in its own little niche. Just because it, I can't play guitar doesn't mean I'm stupid. Well, you just have stupid fingers. That's what I have. Look at these. Look at these sausages. <laughs> they <laughs> are not for they're not for playing guitar. OK, so tree pigs. Yeah, tree pigs. Uh, They're going to. Like I said, they're going to be probably a lot lankier. They're going to look more arboreal, like a lot of, like, think monkey shape. Yeah. Than anything. So they're going to be the real long pig? Yes. Nice. Not the humans anymore? But then again, I guess the question would be then, if it is so close to being ape-like, when does it stop being a pig and start falling into the monkey family at that point? Never. Because it would, it's his own shoot. Uh... Because it's like, when does a when does a bat become a bird? It doesn't. Even if they look, we're we're talking about something much closer to that. When do apes become human? Oh, 
when do oh so this is a, okay now we're going to get into this because now we haven't even really talked about the aspects of flight on this creature yeah um i know i brought it up in the text and it was kind of a joke because i wasn't sure if you were actually gonna like take the bait on this one mac feathers or membrane style wings membrane style wings ah of course uh yeah i i thought about it because here's the thing about it is uh uh, when we talk about hippogriffs, griffins, or anything else like that, they're not going to have hair. Yeah, they're going to have feathers because, once again, have you ever seen something where if it's not covered in some uh one type of thing that it's because so like us, we're covered in hair, and the places that aren't covered in hair are either bald or covered in very 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 fine hair. Yeah, we aren't. Co- I've never seen anything that is like covered in scales and then feathered, except for chickens, I guess, because they have scales on their legs. And those but scales it, can get mutated. Not mutated, uh, reactive, uh, activated into feathers, because there is actually a breed of chickens that are all feathers. Um, but so I was like, okay, you're right. They technically could have feathers and uh, scales, but then that wouldn't be a pig because pigs don't have scales. Yeah. But well, then if you talk about, well, what about the, the, the furry um, fish or the furry uh, frogs? Hmm. It was like, well, that's also not exactly fur. That's something else. So once again, using you're you are using technicalities. It's being really. eventually evolved into feathers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But then also those hairs wouldn't be, but then we'd still probably call those things as modified hair, not feathers. Yeah. You would have a scientist arguing this, saying this is technically not this. When do scientists know anything? They think Pluto's a micro planet. Dwarf planet. Vaccine free since 2003, baby. Why'd your arm just fall off? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sometimes arms just fall off. Shut up. The thing is, is like, uh, Mike hasn't gotten the shot, so he can't grow it like I can with my new lizard skin. But yeah, it's now okay. There is technically nothing stopping anything from that. I guess it's more of an aesthetic thing that my brain's just not allowing this idea of just feathered wings because I feel like the feather because the feathers also would provide protection and everything else so like it has to be like all or nothing i don't think they would um be one or the other yeah because i was like if it was flew really high then it would need more feathers for protection from uh temperature changes and uv radiation so this thing would be covered in feathers just like any other flying bird or um and then because considering bats fly around a lot more at night they don't have to worry about the uv issue except for flying foxes but they also seem to have like longer coat yeah so yeah it would be a woolly pig like monkey with wings cool if it was flying high nice now the real question is would it have tusk because it wouldn't have that really big snout but it would you could still say that as a piggy nose but would it have tusks because could that be beneficial to have the tusks or would it be a hindrance because the it would mess with its aerodynamic aerodynamicity because well, it would be out. it could be like this one uh pig breed that has a tooth that grows out from the uh from the middle of its mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it has and two tusks would... and if they don't break off uh they it can go right into their brain 
Ooh. But they grow up through the snout and keep on going up and yeah. hooking over. So they use it to sleep at night by hooking themselves onto trees. You went from real to not real. Really? Uh-huh. I went from real to there's a reason they use them. Yeah. Wait, what? Um, and it's in the middle of their snout. So it can't be that unaerodynamic. That, that's not how aerodynamic works. Tusk pig. Because, yeah, I want to. Um, it's called the Baruso. Barusa? I can't say words. But Barusa. That's what it is. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, oh, also pig. called the deer pig. It's an Indonesian. And yeah, it has the tusk that yeah, just grows right out of the top of its head or out of the snout. And uh, eventually yeah, it looks like they have because in this in the wiki, it has a depiction at uh, one of its a skull. And it looks like it eventually will grow and like go into where the eyes are. Ah, oh, poor deer. That's it. That's he's living that narwhal life. Yep. You buddy. Your evolution's last joke, maybe. Oh, it is for f- intra-specific fighting, so fighting each other. Males yeah. use them. Oh, yeah, look at that. Just like a lot of things. Yeah. It's the weird... I always find it really interesting that there's so many different species of mammals and other animals that have, like, these really interesting things, but they're not for any other purpose other than, like, fighting. Yeah. No, that isn't. But if it was going to be a flying pig, it would have... I mean, obviously... You know, if it would have to be a tree pig, yep, it would have to have feeners, yep, and it would, you know, have membrane wings. Would those membrane wings come basically out of that shoulder blade area? That's the real thing. So I don't really want to talk about that one just yet because I legitimately, you know, because it's legitimately something I want to cover more with on the dragon episode because whole dragon episode yeah the the true dragon episode because i'm like that's where because i'm like i don't i'm not not gonna do an episode about a bunch of the other stuff until that because that is such a complicated thing (laughs) because like i said there's no example of this in real life of course not and the problem is muscle takes up space what since when since uh life in memoria life but yeah it it would look because yeah, that just the notion of sl- just slap some wings on it like they do with all mythical creatures. Like, well, that's yeah. not how they work because they can't. Yeah. Uh, like I made the joke, all you're gonna do if you just slap on some wings onto a pig is you're gonna probably give it a staph infection because the idea of just you just sewed on those wings. So I mean, but essentially, what we've more built than anything else sounds like a flying monkey from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, closer. Yeah, a monkey with a, a pig nose. This new episode is now Flying Monkeys. That it still has kind of a curly point. tail. Yeah. Yep. They do have a curly tail. Oh my god, Dean, I'm sorry. This now this is now the Flying Monkeys episode. <laughs> it's just gonna be it's gonna be 33 minutes of us talking about pigs. The longest then, April Fools video we got them. podcast of them all. You we didn't realize it. We were just doing monkeys this whole time. We got them, boys. We got him. I think, yeah, the title, I think I'll go for this one, is Up in the Sky. Is that a pig or is that a monkey? Yeah. Honestly, we have that's we have now we have now covered two we have now covered two creatures by by complete and utter just coincidence of the idea of building a mon- building a flying pig. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I wasn't expecting because once again, I like I, I generally had a kind of idea of where I was going, but I didn't expect that. I was like, oh no, that would be a monkey. Oh. That or flying a possum 
is a mixture of a pig and a monkey. Kind of. True. Because we also gave it a pouch somehow. Yeah. Well. So fooled you again. You didn't realize this, but the most classic mystical creature of flying a possum. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We are everywhere. My God, the thing is, actually, we have. Is that really it? Is the link between pigs and monkeys possums? We've done it. No, but <laughs> also once again, I uh, I just Max realized the correct answer is yes. Just say, uh, just also, let a I... let, let a man dream. No, but also the whole thing when I was talking about uh, scales and stuff like that, I was like, oh wait, opossums have scaly tails. Yeah, and fur. Oh, in nature. The, uh, armadillos. Yeah, and those are just basically yeah. giant. Well, they're not giant. They're yeah, because they're like individual things in the. It's complicated. And then. Yeah. Pangolins? Yep, those are definitely like scale. Yeah. Uh, but I think they would be still considered like modified hair because same thing with a rhino's horn, that's modified hair. Now I'm going to have to watch True Facts to find out. Yeah. Most of the Frank onto the episodes. Yeah, most of this is definitely I'm pulling it out of my butt, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Like sea cucumbers. Yeah. Sounds 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 very Mac like for you. Yes, yes, very I think much. I, I think I'm right. But <laughs> but I would say I will give you the caveat. I might be lying. Yeah, I, I feel like that is uh, that's an episode, though. Yeah. We've... So what should we talk about next time? Which should be? Well, since we've talked this, that one, it's the next one will May be 25 is going to be uh, well, uh, Displacer Beast. So then yeah. this one will come out the 20th. Yep. Because July 23rd. Is one the first our first episode came up again? So that's when I was like, I want to do that for the year. Okay. For um, we're gonna try again with dragons. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing from you? Yeah. I just gotta make it to July 23rd. Yeah. Honestly, here's the thing: we've just talked about a you know a hexapodal flying mammal. Yep. Can we go hexapodal flying burb? Talk hit. Let's talk hippogriffs or griffins. Whoa, oh, you look sad. No, no, no. It was just um, because I'm I'm working around it with my brain because I was like, that was one of those things. I didn't want to talk about the mechanism of wings and shoulders just yet, but it actually might be smarter if we do it that way, because then I can cover then I don't have to worry as much about it with that particular design of the dragon. Yeah. Well, dragons are flying. Dragons are flying reptile. Yeah. That one's we're going to get we're going to get all the flying hexapods into this. So a hippogriff. A, hi- a hippogriffotamus. Okay. Hippogriffotamus. We'll talk about hippogriffs. And Excellent. since we did two episodes next back to back, that will give me lots, possibly a lot more time to actually oh. look into this. I should hope so. I'd say you, you have you have three weeks. Yeah. Comfortably. More a week. Yeah. You know, so more time. Yeah. You can think about it. But this gives me time to work on things then and yeah. edit. Is the hippogriff going to, uh, I would say this part cut just because I want to actually discuss like the actual for it, just so I can get a better idea. Um, is it going to have a horse head or is it? Wait, before we do, let's just get our goodbyes out of the way so that we oh. can then just, so see you later. Bye. Bye. See you next time. <laughs> All right. That was a there. creepy. See you next time. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to 
realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. Like, for me, it's that thing of, I'm more than willing to try just about anything. But I also think, like, I don't, like, sometimes some of those animal rights groups have points. And that is, we shouldn't do, like, that tight farm raising where it's like, you know, you have no actual movement for these animals and that stuff. Like, I am all, like, for, like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. And I fully agree that that's not the way to handle this stuff. Yeah. You should but, show respect to the yeah. things that you are going to kill to eat. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, you know, you know, I would trust a farmer who knows how they're handling even like my vegetables. Yeah. If you're uh, doing it right, you won't end up, you know, you, I shouldn't be getting salmonella from my lettuce. That's all I'm going to say. Did you ever watch the show Better Off Ted? I love Better Off Ted, and so does Dean, and he yeah. should ho- hopefully he'll be back after he cleans up his stuff. But it was just the episode where they had like four um uh grab a uh, grab uh lab grown meat. Yep, which is a real thing, audience, yep. and uh I it's actually really kind of cool how they do it. But when in the show they were like the guy tried it and he was just like, well how how does it taste? Like despair. <laughs> uh, and it was because the meat was just meat that just was laying there basically yeah and so they had it and they like made it exercise me and it tasted way better and i think that's probably true too for uh animals a a cow that is raised on despair and loneliness probably tastes bad i don't want to ever test that no but we wouldn't have wanted to we won't want to despair an animal but the whole thing is uh there is some truth to that and it's all because of what a like all animals, they are what they eat. And you have that you have that situation with corn. Like, you know, cows aren't supposed to be eating corn and it does affect their flavor. Same thing with the milk that comes from those corn fed cows. You want the best tasting milk? You get you get cows that were able to be more free range. Mm-hmm. You know, those who can eat grasses and clovers, because then that's where it tastes really good. Uh, then I'm because uh, I was like how Kobe beef is produced. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if this part is true. I Like, I know that they're like, it was my uncle was telling me about it, that they uh, basically never touch the ground. They're giving like daily massages and they're fed beer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that's exactly. But I think it uh, is. Yeah. Like they aren't really encouraged to move that much. Well, they aren't. Like, um, they're, they're not really encouraged to move. Um, but basically they are. Um, they're basically raised in. How many? How much do you know about Wagyu? I'm just looking this up. Wagyu beef. Yep. Yes. Just remember, all Wagyu is Kobe. Not all Kobe is Wagyu. Yeah. But it is. Uh, there. I'm trying to see about this ventilation barn. Give it a name instead of a number. Ah. Do they even treat the cows better that way? Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Like. That's why I was like the whole beer daily massages thing. Yeah. It's like... But they are given a. But they. Well, I wouldn't say it's beer that they're fed. But they are fed. A high fiber diet of 
rice straw, maize, barley, whole crop silage, and concentrate. I don't know what the concentrate is, but maybe it's beer concentrate. Yeah. But it yeah. Was, uh, also, um, there was a guy from Ohio or Iowa. He had like a farming TikTok. Yeah. That was making the rounds, at least on Facebook. And uh, I, I haven't seen him in a while, so I don't know if he's yeah. still doing those videos. But it was just interesting because he was like talking about his interactions with his cows. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm treating these cows like proper animals yeah. in, in the sense of like, I'm not abusing them. I'm doing everything I can to make them feel comfortable because mm-hmm. he was like, people were complaining about the fact that in their uh, little stalls, they are laying in sand. And it was like, they're laying in sand because sand's comfortable. Yeah. It's what the cows, it's more of what the cows want. And you can always tell a happy cow by how well it's chewing its cud. Yeah. And it's that thing of, so it's important. Oh, so here it is. What they, what he might be trying to say um definitely not getting massages but they do get brushed they do get brushed quite often which is to help with uh, blood circulation and to work out tension because that's the one thing that makes the meat more uh more tender tender, is that that low stress environment which is why free-range cows tend to taste better granted they're expensive but there and i understand the reason for that and i am more than willing to pay for it yeah uh, what was it? It was because uh, this is something really interesting that I was listening, talk, learning about. And it was like the amount of meat that we eat mm-hmm. is way above the amount that we actually need. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I don't. Dis- and uh, because well, because that was one of the things that people will keep arguing with, like the Green New Deal or um, any kind of climate change talk. It was like they're trying to take away our cows. It was just like, well, no, they're just telling you, hey, you don't need to eat steak every day. Oh, man. But that's the American dream. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what and the pilgrims built America upon. I thought they built it upon their their puritanical values. Yep. No, 